Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. Now, Australia is both on fire literally and when it comes to the stock market. So this week we'll be looking at both of these and how they might affect you. I'll then give you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading, along with answering your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now, before we move on, thank you for showing your support for the channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now, as you click the subscribe button, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also, tune in to our live Australian stock market show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. This is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your most burning questions. Now, over the last few months, we've seen a number of catastrophic fires hit our country. While at the same time, the stock market has also been on fire, rising over 5.5% since early November and over 5% in January alone. We all know that the bushfires will eventually be extinguished. But what we don't know is at what cost to our economy and how this will affect the stock market. There is no doubt that the bushfires will impact the economy as government funds are diverted to the relief effort. Further, given the severity of the fires in the farming community, we'll initially see agricultural output fall along with tourism and lost jobs in the fire impact zones. Whilst the economic cost is unknown at this point in time, it is expected to eclipse the impact from the Black Saturday fires at $4.4 billion. That said, let's not forget the ongoing drought in Australia has already had a significant impact on our economy. We also need to consider the impact on tourism in Australia, as graphic images of bushfires and dangerous smoke conditions are shared with the world. This means international tourists are cancelling bookings and are more likely to choose alternative destinations for their holiday in the coming months. All of this will have a flow-on effect to various companies in the stock market. As with any catastrophic event, there are always casualties, and with bushfires it is always the insurance and agriculture industries. As with any catastrophe, there are always casualties. And with bushfires, it's always the insurance and agriculture industries. Whilst insurance companies manage their risk through reinsurance, they are still somewhat exposed to these large natural disasters. Farm services and equipment suppliers may also be hard hit. 
There are also many service industries supporting the agriculture and tourism industries that will severely be disrupted. Banks will also be affected as those who have lost their jobs or are temporarily out of work will be unable to pay their mortgages. Consumer spending may also be temporarily impacted. Whilst all of this is likely to have a negative impact on the Australian economy, I also believe it will be short-lived. Humans adapt to situations and rebuild very quickly. And I believe the economy will be the winner over the next few years as the relief effort will have a positive impact on the economy. We will see a boost to construction, roads, power and many other services supporting the reconstruction, which will bring with it jobs and require greater demand for raw materials. On top of this, we'll have the human factor as people affected will be purchasing all manner of items and services for themselves and their homes as they rebuild their lives. With every negative, there's always a positive. And while the fires have been devastating to so many, the sun will shine again and many positives will come from it. So what are the best performing and worst performing sectors in the Australian market last week? Well, as I mentioned, the market has been very bullish, with information technology leading the way, up 3.8%, whilst consumer staples and materials were up 3%. The worst sectors were energy, which was just in the red, whilst utilities and healthcare were up around 1%. The best performing stocks in the ASX Top 100 last week include Evolution Mining, which was up around 9%, This was followed by Simic up over 8% and Northern Star up over 7%. Now surprisingly, even with the fire raging around the country, QBE insurance was up over 5% for the week. Now the worst performers so far include Pendle Group and Virgin Money. Despite doing very well over the past two months, both fell over 5% last week. Domino's and Caltex were also down and they were down 2% for the week. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for this week. We'll also answer your questions and have a look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Well, what a fantastic start to 2020 for the Australian stock market now. As I uh, I probably said last week, I did think our market would rise up into Christmas, but the rise was a little bit delayed. And that's, that's some of the thing with the stock market, whilst you know the direction or Finding out the direction is not that hard once you know how and have all the techniques to understand like I do. But trying to pick the exact bottom or trying to pick the exact top does get a little bit harder when moves happen because after all, the market is a reflection of our collective uh, psychology or our mood uh, of the people. And if people aren't in a strong mood, they, they won't drive the market. But what we've seen currently this year is a phenomenal rise on our stock market. So let's go and have a look at the charts right now. Now on the screen is my normal chart. It's a weekly chart of the All Ordinaries Index. It's still got my uh, my arrow here where I'm suggesting the market will probably go to. Now looking at this, you can see here how last week, this is a weekly chart, last week the range of that bar was 211 points, uh, closing at 7,180. Now, for those of you who have been watching these reports for some time, you'll remember that I've been chatting about our market rising to 7.2 to 7.6 before the next peak. So we've nearly hit 7,200. And it's quite interesting to me because I do get people commenting on uh, Facebook and on my YouTube channel, you know, saying, well, what about this? The market's overheated. It's going to fall away. It's going to crash. You get all these different people that read reports from around the globe thinking everything's doing and gloom and that's been happening to me for geez over 
probably four years people are putting comments on some of my market reports and my blog posts and those sorts of things saying, hey, you're crazy saying the market's bullish and yet the market's continued to be bullish during that time. So this is where I have that contrarian view to the market. A lot of people, um, as I said, they're bombarded by the media and I was chatting with some gentlemen um, in the US last week, I was having a conference with them about the market and everything else and they say, in the, in the US, there's a lot of fake news, not just about President Donald Trump. There's a lot of sanitized news about what's going on here. But I think the markets are looking really, really good at the moment. So now is the time to profit. Now's the time to be good stocks. So, But looking at the chart, where is it going? I think what we're looking now is for a short-term peak. Um, it's likely to happen somewhere in the next couple of weeks. Now, I expect it to happen. So we might get another bullish week here uh, this week. It may not be as bullish as last week or the last two weeks, but I'm expecting probably till the end of January we'll be rising. So maybe another one to two more weeks. Uh, and then we'll start falling down into a shorter term low, probably somewhere around this sort of mid to late February. And then we'll take off again. So I do still think our market will hit 76,000 points. But as I said, at the moment, my bottom target is 7,200 points. My higher target is 7,600 points. It is quite possible we'll get another one or two more really, really strong weeks out of our market and hit up to that 7,600 points or getting close to it. That's 400 points, which is two more weeks at 200 points a week, which we did last week, remember? The week prior, it was also a 200-point range. So there's only two more weeks at 200 points to get six, 7,600 points rise out of our market. So it is still possible. I don't think it is as possible. I mean... To me, 7.2 is the area that we want to be in, uh, minimum, but we'll probably sit somewhere between 7.2 and 7.6 when we get this next uh, short-term peak, running down into a little low for a little while, and then we'll take off again for the eventual high for the, the year. But I do think this first half of 2020 is good. But let's go and have a look at the stocks, or sorry, the questions that you have for me. Now, the first question we've got today is from Dom, who says, Hi, Dale and Janine. Thanks for the content that you provide. I'm up to your second book now and almost completed reading it. Well, thanks for buying my book, matey, and I'm glad you enjoy the content. He says, I have a few stocks that I've bought since reading both your books and want to see your thoughts on ORA or Aurora. Uh, buy price at $2.92, purchased on the 27th of September last year. Great for giving me those prices because that really does show me what you're thinking at the time and why you bought it or so I can make some comments on that as well. Uh, and currently just over 10% in profit, which is fantastic, but um, it has been trading sideways for the last nine weeks. So I have a, a falling sell at $3.12. So I'm not sure what a falling sell is or how you're setting that because you haven't explained that, but a falling sell, I'm not exactly sure what the rules are around it. Uh, because he says, because this has been its lowest low. Oh, there we go, you explain it, sorry. Uh, because it has been its lowest low during those weeks and I think if it falls further, then this will, uh, then I will sell. Um, just looking for your thoughts, um, if my thinking is correct and would treat this any differently. Well, my thinking is a little bit different as well, because just because uh, a stock falls below a lowest level that it had a few weeks back doesn't constitute a selling my book. It's actually way too tight. The biggest sin of traders is they set stop losses far too tight for fear of losing money. And what actually happens is they lose more because they get out of stocks that are just, you know, flux, stocks will fluctuate. It's just like walking up and down stairs. You know, you've got to lift your foot up and then put it down again and lift your foot up, put it down again to climb higher. Stocks do exactly the same thing. And when you set stop losses too tight, 
people do so because they're fearing losing their profit or fear of losing their money. Now I've had stocks that are 10 and 15% in profit and fall 5% to 10% in a loss and then gone up and made me 100% because I allow it to unfold again. And that's really what you need to do. If you, if you really are afraid of losing money, then you need to understand what stop losses are and how to use them properly. Um, but right now I think 10% or so that stop loss under the low is probably a bit too tight. But let's have a look at the stock itself. And uh, you said you bought that in September back here. So looking back on to, to here, you bought it back in September somewhere around two dollars ninety something. So uh, there's the end. There's the end of September there, uh, the twenty seventh. So two dollars ninety two. Not a bad place to buy it. So it's pretty good. And right now it is looking alright. It has gone sideways a little bit, but that's what stocks do, matey. That's really so. Stocks go from equilibrium to disequilibrium. What I mean by that is the buyers and sellers. You get the buyers go to disequilibrium where one side overpowers the other and takes it up to the next level. And then you get a bit of disequilibrium, equilibrium, whilst the buyers and sellers agree because what happens is this price takes off and then you get people starting to take some profits. You also get people not wanting the price to go too far so they pull back on their um, on their buying. So big institutions will pull back from buying this stock just to let the price float down a little bit before they come back in and buy. And that's really why I said to you, you don't really need to have such a tight stop loss on this stock. It does look really, really good to me. It looks nice. It's been a little bit weak last week. It's trading all around that same range, but nine weeks going sideways is pretty much nothing. Be patient. The best thing that stock market will do is teach you to be patient. Um, and you really do that because what I see a lot of traders do is trying to make money quickly and they're being very, very impatient. I'm not suggesting this stock um, is bullish or bearish. I think it's more bullish than bearish. And looking at the monthly chart there, it still looks uh, quite nicely at the moment. And that's what I would suggest you do, take a bit more of a pullback and a little bit more a longer term view on that. But uh, but thanks for the question and thanks for the books and uh, get back into them, have a look at stop losses again in the book. Uh, the next question we got is from a lady called Mary Ruth and she says, what do you think of the stock VHT? Healthcare sector in general, has been performing really well. It has um, in the last few years. CSL Cochlear, they're doing quite well. So is ResMed and a few other stocks. Um, it's a fairly new stock, but I feel, feel has heaps of potential as me personally and working with the healthcare sector. Um, I've made a very, very modest buy in uh, with VHT, but would appreciate your thoughts on it. Thank you. So let's have a quick look at the VHT. Now looking at the chart, I'll just bring that up for you right now. We'll get it from Aurora. Um, as, uh, as you said, it's relatively new four years old. It's been very, very bullish, rising from around that sort of 30 cent mark, moving right high, right up to this high here, up at $2.50. Massive, massive rise. But you can see here over the last sort of two years here, or 18 months, it's really been going sideways around that $2.80, to $2 sort of area there. Um, it's not looking super strong. Now, I'm glad you've only got a small position in it um, from that point of view, because it does make makes that uh, it's a nice way to dip your toe into that water. I still do like the healthcare sector. I do like it medium to longer term, although some of these stocks have run too hard and they need to pause. And this is really what this stock has done. I'd say it's really, really paused around these levels to catch up because it did, if you look back on that monthly chart there, it went very, very rockety. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it uh, gives us a direction soon, given it's been this sort of sideways move-ish. If it does start to fall away and starts falling below that low, I'd be starting to consider 
exiting the stock but right now there's no need to at this point in time um, I'd suggest you buy my book because at the end of the day we'd be able to teach you some of the stop losses and exit strategies that will protect your money but I wouldn't be adding to my position right now if that makes sense to you but thank you for asking the question uh, the next question we got is from Ricky Hayes he says what are your thoughts on Australian ASX company zero I actually love zero zero is a really really good stocks it's one of the wax stocks in Australia like the US has got their fang stocks we've got our wax stocks and obviously zero is the X um, in that so let's have a quick look at the chart of zero it's been doing very very well but again it's another one that's really taken off like a rocket if I use my little tool here, you can see since 2015 this stock has risen to the close last Friday of 619% stocks that rise that long and that high and that fast in terms of percentage terms eventually run out of steam and so this is where you've really got to protect yourself Ricky is is if you're not in this stock I would suggest it's possible if you do get into it right now you do need to keep a stop loss on it because I wouldn't suggest it's going to repeat what it's done if I put the last few months in here from this low here which is from December 2000 and, uh, sorry November 2017 uh, 18 sorry so 13 months uh, up to here you can see it's risen 133% or a bit more than that actually um, you know nearly 140% there over the last 13 months so what will go fast is generally what will happen is is people go or the industry says it's now getting too expensive and they stop buying this and going into other stocks in a sector that they like whether it's this technology sector or some other stock so I wouldn't suggest it's going to make it uh, well I definitely won't suggest it's going to make 100% in the next 12 months so again I would probably pick better stocks if I was looking for a purchase if I did own this stock then I'd be just having a stop loss on it and just managing it while it's going up so stay with stocks while they're rising get out while they're falling we do have another question or a couple more questions we got one from I'm not sure I'm going to say your name right uh, matey but um, so I'll just call you Ash if that's okay matey he says hi Dale I have purchased your book recently so far I've learned quite a lot from your book fantastic thanks very much for that um, yet to complete the full book um, I would appreciate your valuable comments on Centura Metropolitan REIT um, uh, please keep up the good work educating investors well I'll keep educating investors you keep reading the book matey and hopefully you get a lot more out of of it again uh, in the last part of the book but let's have a look at CMA looking at this it is has been a little bit more bearish lately so we're seeing from September it's now coming back a little bit there um, for on the chart but last week it was looking quite good again another one that's been quite strong and quite bullish and I wouldn't suggest it may not uh, wouldn't be being a REIT so it's a real estate um, company so real estate's been doing well the last couple of years so it's looking okay um, if this thing starts falling away below these sorts of sort of 287 or 280 sort of area then I wouldn't be owning that stock but whilst whilst it's moving up at this point in time stay with it um, it's nothing nothing here that says to me this is going to fall over I'm just saying right now just protect that downside just in case it does because it did have a pretty spectacular rise through the last sort of 12 months if I put my little tool on here from November 2018 to there you can see it's 43% and about 32% so it's not a bad little stock given the market rose about 20% last year so it's going quite well and that for real estate is a quite nice move in real estate or real estate type of stock so um, but stay with it looking really really good at the moment the next question we've got um, is from Jack who says hi Dale love the show thanks matey can you please give me your thoughts on NAV and AZJ thanks 
Jack. Now, I'll do NAB. I'm not going to do AZJ because we've had a, quite a lot of stock. There are also some people that put stocks on uh, underneath the, the, my recording for last week. Some of those I did on our live show last Tuesday. Actually, two or three of them I did on my live show last Tuesday. And you may have even been the people asking about those stocks, um, both on my recording and on my live show. So, but uh, go to that. Um, but I can't answer everybody's questions at the moment when there's so many coming in because I want to try and keep these videos to a certain time limit anyway but let's go and have a look at this next stock which is nab as i said we're looking at nab rather than azj because i've looked at azj for a few times over the period of time and pretty much when you're looking at banks there's no there's only bank that's exciting me or i like at the moment is commonwealth bank you know nab anz both look pretty sick nab looks very sick it's been going down there since uh, that high there in september last year it's been a very very heavily fall uh, through there it's been bearish since 2015 so hopefully you're not in this stock and you can see there from that that september it fell 18.8 percent so right now it's not giving me any signs that it's bullish it's had a nice strong week last week not too bad the week before now it could be turning around that's possible but right now as i said i wouldn't have been in stock i haven't been in nab for years uh, or we haven't been in nab for years either uh, as a fund manager we we right now we love uh, commonwealth bank westpac's not so bad uh, as well that's the other bank we are, we're pref preference to um anz and nab we don't macquarie's been ballistic it's it's a really good bank to be in that said i think the run on macquarie is getting to its last stages so uh, it's probably not a stock to get into right now if you do own it keep holding it but of the banks as i said we're looking at combank and westpac as our second choice in the banks but thanks for sending your questions in and thanks for watching till the end of this video i'd really do appreciate uh, uh, your participation here so but if you do have any questions for me uh, and you'd like me to answer them just stick them below on the comments chat and and i'll get to answering them uh, if i can so get your fingers on the keyboard and start typing now remember that here on this channel we do these reports or these market reports every week we also do a live stream every tuesday night 7 to 8 p.m australian eastern time so get on the the show tomorrow night and ask me your questions they're happy to do that but also tell your friends but remember to hit that subscribe button now and click the bell on the right of it so that you know when we upload videos and we go live uh, youtube will let you know that um, from that point of view but for now i'm dale gillam goodbye good luck and good trading thanks for listening this podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.